Hello, you found the Rebirth Podcast. We're so glad you're here. I'm Kate, the founder and creator of this podcast and a book by the same name, Rebirth, which you can get at any of your local bookstores or online. I'm excited about today's episode. You know, we all say we're excited about each episode, but it's true because when you tune into living on purpose and sharing things that excite you, there's like a general natural joy from sharing what you love. And you will hear this oozing out of our guest today. Kim Coffin is a certified trauma-informed, somatic, body-based empowerment, sex, love, and relationship coach. Did you get all that? A somatic, body-based, empowerment, sex, love, and relationship coach. She's a graduate of Layla Martin's Institute of Integrated Tantric Sexuality and founder of Get Your Sexy Back. So when you're listening to Kim today and you're like, oh, I want to connect that with this woman, or I think I might be drawn to her Jade Egg program, you can go to her website, which is Get Your Sexy Back. And you can also go on to her um, podcast, her Get Your Sexy Back podcast, and listen to um, you know, what she does how she, I was going to say confront, but really it's only confronting in that um, if you have a feeling that anything that your body is telling you is something that it shouldn't be telling you, you know? So she, she holds a space of like, it's all okay. You're okay. And you can unapologetically be in your power. On the Rebirth podcast, um, we effort to normally have a podcast that can be friendly for all ears. But I need to say that this particular episode, it was important to not curtail the language or curtail the subject matter. So I would encourage you not to play this around small ears or at work simply because it's stories that are more uh, adult in nature in their content. And yeah, that those have places to be heard too. So if you do have a household with small children, just wear your headphones or listen to it when they're not with you. Um, if you Again, if you have any questions about working with Kim, you can also check her out on her IG, which is Get Your Sexy Back Coach. Now there is, um, you know how Instagram sometimes has you have to do things to get your name. So you have to have an underscore between each word. But if you um, search Get Your Sexy Back Coach, you'll be able to find her. So she has um, a podcast, a sacred pleasure membership program and she has a jade egg program that's going to be depending on when you're listening will be opening in february of 2023 i am a big fan of the jade egg um this is something i don't normally talk about but there there is so much ancient wisdom to repair rebalance and reignite power and to use Kim's word unapologetic power that um, these are conversations that the further we get away and the further advanced we move towards the idea of health we need to um, and similarly attend to the other end of the spectrum which is embodiment um, why ancient practices are still alive today and what makes them ancient, why they have survived so many different epochs of time and, and human consciousness and growth. So <clears throat> I'm excited to have Kim on the podcast because I think honoring feminine power, honoring uh, embodiment, the feminine body, the sanctity, the intricacy, the wisdom, the ability of the feminine form in its perfection, in its innate divine perfection is crucial. 
I believe that is crucial. So I am honored to have Kim on our podcast. I am grateful for her wisdom. I am grateful for the way she carries herself. You can hear in her voice that she is unapologetically in her power, which makes it a safe space for you to do the same. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Kim. How are you? I am so good and so excited to be here. Thank you. I am happy to have you on the Rebirth podcast. We're talking with Kim Coffin of Get Your Sexy Back. Can you tell us Mm. a little bit, you know, I land on your webpage. It says Get Your Sexy Back. I am intrigued. What am I doing here? What do you share? Ooh. Ooh, there's so much good stuff of what you're doing here. So basically the basic what I do to help my peoples is by helping them create deep, deep safety and trust in their body and in their mind and showing them how to reconnect to their body, how to activate their turn on, how to heal heartbreak and shame and disempowerment that lives within all of us so that we can reclaim our natural sensual self so that we can fully step into our unapologetic power. And it's all connected to everything like business and bodies and relationships and how we are feeling on an everyday basis. So on the whole, I'm an empowerment sexuality coach, Mm -hmm. plus a sex, love and relationship coach, tantric sexuality coach and female sexuality coach. And basically what that means, like I'm using all of these tools, depending what you're, you're coming with that given day. Cause when we're working with private clients or even in a group, anything can show up, even though we were planning to do something else. Right. But these are the tools on the whole to help you unleash your sensual, sexual confidence, radiance, unlock these profound levels of self-love, empowerment, nervous system regulation, like really deep, deep grounding along with pleasure, empowerment, intimacy, all of it. I love how excited you are. And I'm going to slow you down for the reader that is like, wait, or the listener, listen, my default to books that is like, wait, what my nervous system and my Mm -hmm. unapologetic power, which is your phrase. Can you tell me why? My guess is anyone who has a phrase on their website that they use, they have spent the time to make sure the magic of the words communicates clearly. Mm -hmm. Tell me what unapologetic power means. Mm, To me, this is my journey and this is many humans journeys that I work with and, and beyond, but it is, it's that coming home in our body. It's the reconnecting to self, reconnecting to source, reconnecting to who we are so that we can show up in our authentic power, without Mm -hmm. judging, without comparing, without criticizing, without worrying, without doubting, so many things, so that we can be ourselves. And when we reconnect also to the places that we have been most disempowered, and as women, those are huge, but big ones being voice, truth, body, sexuality, they're the ones that we've been disempowered for thousands of years. When we can reclaim those we end up like just this locking in, just this grounding and mm-hmm. locking in and this reclamation of who we are. And with that comes our unapologetic power. Okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down, but if I'm driving my car and I'm like, whoa, this woman is like unlocking my whole interior channel. Let mm, me I'm ask correct you, you there. I'm going to teach you how to unlock it yourself. Nicely done. How did you get yes. to this place? How is this Tell, give us a little journey on how you are here and this excited and this clear about your purpose. Yeah. Oh, was not always like this. Not mm-hmm. at all. Um, 
I ended up in my 30s being very disconnected, very numb, very shut off, shut down, angry, frustrated, bouts of depression, um, chronic from, body. Was that from one particular experience or like a culmination it's of from it all? So mm-hmm. if I look at it all, mm-hmm. right? And what I was like going to say there was the, the body pain, the hips, the aching, the daily back pain all of this, which, you know, I'd had three babies by that point in my Mm twenties going right up until 30. I think I had my last, I did right at my 30th birthday. Um, and there's, it was frustrating. Like my body was not doing well. My births weren't doing well. My Mm -hmm. postpartum periods weren't doing well. So Mm -hmm. if we back up and we look at the whole picture, um, I can see what happened. So at 14, I woke up in the middle of the night. This is a a trigger warning for any okay. who can't handle this mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, please delete and save for later. Please stop, push play for later. Save it for later. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night being sexually assaulted by my stepfather. Mm-hmm. And it was a horrific evening, as you can imagine. For sure. I was shocked. I was numb. I I was like, what? Like he'd been my stepfather for 10 years at this point, more than 10 uh-huh. years. And I, I was just really thrown. Yeah. I hadn't even had a relationship with a boy yet. So I was like feeling like what? Mm-hmm. Horrific night. Um, but in the morning I was like, oh, I know what to do because it's been drilled in our heads, right? What to do? Oh, tell goodness. your parents, right? So right. I was like, oh, I'm going to tell my mom. Oh, goodness. Okay. And I told her. Yeah. Um, and you can already feel what's coming, <laughs> can't you? You can't. Yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah, yeah I can. Uh, she believed me initially. And within two uh-huh. hours, she didn't. Sure. So that to me, I didn't know it at the time, no, but you were that 14. was the biggest betrayal. Yes. That was the biggest betrayal of another woman to woman, of another sister to sister. I have total chills right now of a mother to daughter. And that led to disconnection. That led to very yeah. big confusion, disconnection from myself, disconnection mm-hmm. from my body, disconnection from my voice my truth for sure all of it yeah and I share this because like I know she was trying to do her best Mm -hmm. I do know that she only knew what to do and to hold with what she could hold Mm -hmm. and not to excuse it because it's not right but no I'm 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 not wanting to interrupt your story but what I'm hearing is this is an integrated story this is absolutely decades of work so you were able to say this from an integrated place and not expecting whoever's listening to be at the same integrated place of hearing it is that the right way exactly and if I want to go like do an embodied swamp right now and move into music I can drop into the anger really quick if I want to right because it's always in our body it's never going away but we can integrate it and move it and heal it. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pardon me. So I know she was doing what she was doing from whatever place that may be. Um, but this is not just my story. And I know this is so many different it human is. story. It is. And yeah. whether it's from assault, whether it's from um, a bad boyfriend, a bad relationship period, or just growing up in the society we live in. There you have it. The betrayal tells us, Mm -hmm. yeah, the betrayal Mm -hmm. tells us that we are dirty, that we're shameful, that we smell, that we should, um, you know, use our feminine powers to attract a mate and then put them away. Like there's so much. True. Well said. Yeah. In our messaging, right? No, it's for sure. Yeah. Well said. Mm -hmm. So this disconnection leads really quickly to not believing we're good enough. 
not not feeling what our body's feeling, not allowing our emotions to process, not allowing ourselves to be in our truth, to speak our truth, to be our, use our voice, to do what we want to do. We go into this judging pattern of, oh, should I wear this? Should I wear that? It's like a frozen shock that shows up sideways. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it's for everyone. It's, this happens. So this this is how the body works is what I'm, yeah, th- that's what I'm absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it happens for every single woman on the planet, unless she does the work or she has a parent who's doing the work, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And able to be brought into it. It's their own healing journey. Thank you for sharing that. So candidly, mm-hmm. um, it's a big story and the, and the voicing of it, I think gives space for another, you know, that's mm-hmm. part of the work is that it gives space for another. So I would imagine <clears throat> even with the joy of your children, this is my, you know, this is not a pre-rehearsed call. People are listening. So I'm not like softballing this up to you, but I would imagine even if there had been work done a little bit to integrate or do the best that you can and have joyful, you know, a, a celebration of children coming childbirth has this way of saying, oh, well, these other packages of trauma that I've been holding generational present, we are, they're like off. We cannot hold them. Is that wide open? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, take your trauma and let's deal with it, please. Because, and there's many reasons why, right? One, because it's a rebirth Two, because we're actually stimulating places in our vaginal canal and vulva where we are actually de-armoring in a way, which is a a tool I teach my clients now as well. So we are like, we're just like stirring the pot here, right? But it wasn't in my twenties that I dealt with it. And it wasn't in my thirties that I dealt with it. It was 40 Mm -hmm. where it finally started to come to a head and all that time I was holding it. And it was a question about the coming to the head for someone who's listening. Yeah. Not that it would be prescriptive, but you had some awareness, like even if it wasn't conscious because of what you're mm-hmm. saying and how you're tracking your story. Am I about like, you You knew the lower back pain was from something, even if you weren't, is that sort of, or yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I didn't really know it was from trauma and holding though. I Fair. didn't know. Okay. That. That's where we are. Okay. So yeah. what does coming to a head mean? What does, what is that yeah. moment? Pinnacle moment crossover. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. That was the part where total burnout. Total exhaustion, burnout, cycling in and out of depression much faster, um, feeling stressed, feeling numb, feeling like this is it. Like, seriously, I'm at 40 and this is it. And this is is all it's going to get. Yeah. Constantly Mm -hmm. dropping into the good girl, the good wife, the good mom, overgiving, going on super, super high speed, because that is also a trauma response when we go, Mm -hmm. go, 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 whether Mm -hmm. it's in business. Mm-hmm. kids, sports, whatever it was. I was in a constant trauma response for those 27 years. And then, so what was it? Was it a book? Was it a person? Was it as a, what? Uh, no, it was my own body. <laughs> Our bodies keep the score. Right. And eventually my body was just screaming, just screaming. So in the fall of 2017, um, I had a friend say, I think you need to confront your mom. Cause some of my friends did know So my husband did know, like people around me close did know. And I was like, are you nuts? Do you know, you Mm -hmm. know, my mother, she is crazy. There's no way because my mother stayed part of my life and was very controlling, 
Thank you for sharing that. I didn't want to ask. I didn't know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And I had started to pull away as my daughter because I have um, three kids now, 22, 19, and 17 in a couple of weeks. Girl is my baby. Mm. Um, But after she was not on my hip all the time, I started to really pull away from my mom and my stepfather. Right. Is like, Her, oh, I, I know yeah, what to I have do. A deep, I have a deep, you're like, I will just close that avenue down. That will not happen again. Yeah. Because she was so controlling and it was expected that we show up at this time here and there. Mm-hmm. So what, what was the sole, sole answer there? Rep sports. <laughs> it really worked really well because it was like, oh, the boys have hockey. Oh, the boys have baseball. Oops. They have soccer. Yep. Oops, oops, oops. And I got to pull away. I got to pull away, but eventually it was just like any time I was in her presence, I wanted to scream, Mm -hmm. Um, right? Because I was being activated. I was being triggered every single time. The scream that that was never heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 2017, it really came to a head and uh, my friend told me to confront my mother and I was like, you're nuts. And I didn't. At the same time, um, I had received an email from the School of Womanly Arts inviting me into a weekend. And I was like, the convergence got it. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, 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 yes. And I signed up and I was like, how the fuck am I getting to New York? I have no clue. I love these stories. They start with no clue, but you have to go. So that was the impetus to go. Mm -hmm. So instead of confronting your mother, the other answer from the universe was going to mama Gina for at the moment at the at moment that, i just think yeah. um, choosing um, myself yes yeah. okay yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so i was already signed up for that it was starting in november but we were going in december actually it was starting middle of october but we were going in november mm-hmm. and at the same year me too happened oh it did 2017 into yes. 18. okay mm-hmm. and i read everybody's story I could find, I kept reading them and reading them and searching for them because they were healing in a way for me. They were very, very comforting knowing that I wasn't alone. So what I'm hearing is, and the reason that I'm asking for the external is I often find that when, and I do believe everything happens internally and the body is the one that does it. And I find that people say, well, how do you know? And I sometimes Mm -hmm. say, well, the signs are coming. You just have to see them. So Mm -hmm. it is from yourself, but it comes up like one, like yourself is ready for a change. And so a friend says, confront your mom and your body's like, that's not going to be my answer. So then an email comes and your body says, I'd prefer that. And then me too happens. And you're, so that's why I'm asking. Cause Mm -hmm. I, I don't think anything is prescriptive, but it is common when people choose themselves that things start to come into the field that that email could have come a year earlier. I'm not saying, but you might not have read it the same way. You might not have even probably. Open. So that is the place that I'm asking from, because I think yeah. if you're hearing this and it's coming up for you and you're feeling like, I don't know, maybe I need to call Kim. It's like, instead of what your mind is saying and your mind goes, why would I do that? Your body might be going, go on her website. And it's not about you. It's about the body saying, this might not be an accident to hear this conversation. And I yeah. find that that happens a lot for all of us. People, books, poems, songs, it doesn't matter. All of it. All of it. It's whatever's going to get you to, to tune into yourself. So yeah. thank you for letting me um, inter- you know, plant that seed. So yeah. keep going on to your story, please. And and with your, your share there, I also want to back up. Like I had been getting messages to slow down since 2013. Sure. Slow down, slow down. And I wasn't listening. So the universe did serve me a broken tib fib for 12 weeks of no walking on my right leg. <laughs> I mean, when you choose to look at your life story through this lens, yep. different 
different events populate differently. When somebody yeah. goes, I had no clue. It's like, well, then you get so far back, you look back, you're like, oh no, there was a, yeah. okay, there was a clue there. And, and then there was. was another clue there. And it's just the way it is, right? It's yeah. just yeah. whatever gets us back to ourselves. I completely hear that. But because we're so disconnected, we can't, we hear them and we quickly dismiss them. And if you have an inkling and, and you don't have any footing, which is not a judgment, and you're just in the regular pace of life, it's very hard to grab them. Like it is hard. The, the world as it currently is structured and it uh, is changing just because of default, like you, it, it, the center Yay. won't hold anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yay. So if you're hearing this and it's like, if you're not at the place where you're looking backwards, it's okay. Because I myself too have been in a place like, why did it take me three years to hear that same whisper? It just happens to us. And we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're efforting to get back to a place where it might be easier to hear if you're ready to hear, but it's often these stories of the, you know, the gentle whisper that got louder, that escalated, we'll say, and leave it there. Shook so thank you in. for that. Yeah. Shook me until I was going to listen. <laughs> so I brag, I celebrate that. I listened. I listened. Well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, three days after the me too. Um, finally, after reading all these posts, I was like, screw it. And I quickly posted my own while I was driving to Ottawa. And then I closed my phone and kept driving. Like I was getting gas and I was like, brilliant. Da-da! So that really was beautiful. I landed into being held by sister goddesses and community. I worked with Mama Gina. Um, I confronted my mom closely after that. Haven't spoken to her since. That was her choice originally, which I was deeply hurt by, um, but didn't take long again, another eight months or so a year to really just heal that piece and go, actually, (laughs) this is better, right? This is much better for you, much healthier Mm -hmm. for you, for you, for the kids, for everybody. Um, what happened then? Yeah. So I landed in working with Mama Gina, with Sheila Martin, with Layla Martin, sorry, she, Layla Martin, Layla Martin, Mama Gina, Layla Martin, Sheila Kelly, um, all of these world renowned leaders that really allowed me to reclaim my body, to reclaim my connection to my sexuality, to pussy, to all of the places that I've been disempowered and disconnected. And from there, I continued to train. Um, I've always been coaching in different ways sure. since like 1997. If we're going to like go way back, we called it counseling at the time, uh, which is totally not legal, um, but it was then go figure, right? I'm in Canada. I love this. It counseling. <laughs> it is. It's the same thing. It's a word. It is. It's a word. Right? It's a word. Yep. And um, it's the same as coaching. And I just, I allowed myself to really reclaim all of these places, reconnect. And what brought it into it was this remembrance, this deep remembrance of who I am. And from that comes our unapologetic power. Girl, woman. Yes. Hello. Thank you for taking us there. Yes. So it's been a perfect journey. I'm going to ask if you can remember the woman that was in the beginning where the names, this is my assumption. And I know you'll, you know, reorient me if not in the moment, the Mama Gina's and the late, in the moment of those being new names, right? Mm-hmm. New names. Um, was that scary? Saying yes and going to New York was scary as shit. Mm-hmm. And then being in New York and loving every moment of it. Was that scary too? And moving into the next phase, which was committing to, you know, five, 6,000 for the program of mastery the next year and going to New York three times. That was like, holy shit, what am I doing? Yes. That that was a huge leap of courage and faith in yourself. 
huge, huge. And it was the best damn thing I've ever done. For sure. Cause it'll <laughs> annihilate anything that's holding you back. But I want to honor that. Like, cause people hear these stories and it's like, it's the precipice is part doesn't, I guess it doesn't have to be, but very often the precipice is part of the freedom, you yeah. know, because it's, I see it as my, for myself, I'll say it's the reflection of the internal doubt, right? So the precipice mm-hmm. is scary because it's reflecting internal doubt. And then when you hear this, it might sound wrong, but it's like, well, when you start to understand we're in a polarity universe and we're all here to come home and heal it, then you're like, oh, well, being shown it is actually a boon. Being yeah. shown it is, is, is a demonstration that I actually have the strength to jump in. Yeah. But I also want to say that, and this might be presumptive, um, but you use the word pussy very freely. Oh, and yeah. that is a word that a lot of women are afraid of or don't use or swallow or like just close their mouths. Like you'll hear like that, you know, that, mm, and they won't even articulate a word which is interesting about the power of voice and not even being able to use it. So when I'm on your website, I'm looking at like, I'd also like you to mention the Jade Egg program, because I think that's mm. a very powerful step for someone. I don't, I haven't gone through your programs, but from what I know about the Jade Egg practice and using it myself, it's a very embodied way. If you're a little uh, scared, you know, absolutely. I think it's like a really, um, so yeah so can you talk us through a little bit about Uh, yeah totally Uh, I'm writing them down here because I also want to talk about the fear because that fear that you're talking about it feels so scary like I remember these little moments going back 10 15 20 years of you know trying to talk to my sister about what happened about maybe talking to my mom about you know this maybe doing some work and the fear that gets in there that that it it takes over. And I understand it now because I'm really, really deeply trauma informed. And I continue always studying trauma mm-hmm. to stay that current, that present for myself and my clients. And I get it. We're, we're threatening our safety, our love and our belonging. And anytime we're looking at a change, body is like, oh no, that's going to rock the boat. Right. And we're afraid. And when we have these deep callings, like we're talking about, or these whispers or these inclinations, we want to trust body and we want to push through that first level of fear. And there's a difference between a fear of a fear fuck no and a fear, ooh, but I want that. Can you talk a little bit about, just expand that a little yeah. bit so we can really hear you with the next steps? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you check into your body and and hey, if you don't feel anything, I totally get it. Like when I first went to that first experience in New York, like I was numb, I was a walking head. I, you said sure. I was a walking yeah. head. What do you mean check in with body? But if you're getting whispers or if you're getting inclinations of wanting to do something, but you're afraid because it feels like it's too much, you're too much. Who are you to ask for that? Um, What are you doing? What if people don't like you anymore? What if it ruins relationships, right? These are the fears that start to come in. What if you lose love? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what if you gain? What if you choose you? What if you come home back to you? So the fear, it's hard to explain. Everyone's is different. And then there's the, not really a fear. It's a, nope, this isn't for me. Thank you. That's mm -hmm. different though. It's a different different flavor. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're triggered, like, holy shit, I can't believe they're talking about pussy and sex on this podcast. Then you have a little bit of work to do because your trigger is leading you to a place where there is some work to do. 
Well said. I appreciate the differentiation. And sometimes just hearing like the questions that you had about what that initial fear might be, one might just pop up for you. Your mind, body might be like, oh no, no one would ever stop loving me. And it's like, oh, well, that's probably what your fear is. You know? So sometimes it pops for you. I appreciate you yeah. articulating them. Thank you. Our brains are so cute. They will constantly keep us in this little perpetual motion of safety, perceived safety from perceived. past lived life experiences. Well said. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're not always true. They're generally holding us back. Well said. Thank you. Yeah. So pussy, let's go into pussy, 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 pussy. Pussy's a reclamation, right? Mm -hmm. If we reclaim these places where we have been shamed, where we have been told that we're dirty, where we're, we're told that, you know, we're for men's pleasure or just to have babies, like we have a purpose and that's it. Like mm -hmm. it's a reclamation of who we are. And it's funny, many, many humans on this planet call a woman's genitalia a vagina, which is partially true, but 99% not true. Mm -hmm. The proper anatomical term would be vulva. Yep. And the vagina is only the canal, the canal where your menses comes from or babies comes from or whichever, right? That is the canal. So most of us don't even know the proper term for our bits. Well which said. brings on shame and pain and unknowing. And it's crazy how many humans out there call it a vagina or a pee pee or a front bottom or a down there because we can't even name our parts, mm -hmm. but we can name a penis very, right. very quickly. Right. Little yeah. boys are taught that from the beginning, but it's women true. aren't girls. Aren't, uh, right. So when we go into the, sorry, go ahead. I was going to, do you find it empowering just to, just to speak the word? Like if you're just saying, like, if you're just saying the word pussy, do you think it actually like creates like a reverberation to kind of bring women back or is it a shock or is it just your word? Like what? it's actually a loving, loving word for me. It's a, a deep, deep, sacred love. So pussy for me and for many who work with the word can be definitely our vulva, but it can also be our entire pelvic bowl, our womb, our ovaries, our grounding, our connection to source, to self, to creativity, to all of it is the essence of who we are. And it's alive. And it, it, not it, she is so damn powerful, is not even funny. And that is why we have been disempowered for That's thousands exactly of right. years. That is why we've been shut down. That is why witches were burnt. That is why, why, why. Um, mm -hmm. it's this power and she does come from this essence of pussy of your pelvic bowl. And if you can't connect to pussy, you can use womb, you can use pelvic bowl, but when you can reclaim the words of places that you have been thrown at you and shamed is very, very powerful, very powerful. I appreciate that because I think there is a disassociation and then there is not even an understanding. Like I know in some of the work I've done, women have like come in and one of the stories I tell is a woman drawing a line. And like, I just can't connect past here. And it was in her abdomen. It was like, just to get a woman to breathe into the expanse of her hips and know that like, you know, I used to teach a class and say, bend from your ovaries. And people are like, what? I'm like, you can't even, you have to know where they are. So I really, I personally resonate with that. And I think playing with words, I mean, some women have repossessed the word Yoni, you know, I've mm -hmm. invited like mm -hmm. Jade Palace, like, wouldn't you rather people be throwing that term around? So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. So, so that leads us to, into a little bit the sexy back jade, jade egg program, because I think explaining to us a little bit about that program will also tie in for some of the listeners, the reclamation of the word and the pelvic bowl and the voice mm -hmm. and the, I think mm -hmm. it's a good place. 
we're so disconnected from our body and we're so disconnected from these messages and these truths that are within our body. And we're disconnected from our pleasure. We're disconnected from our sensual aliveness. And the jade egg program is a beautiful, using the jade egg period, is a beautiful way to reconnect, to cultivate that neurofeedback again between pussy, vulva, whichever we're going to call it, vagina, um, because the egg can go inside, but not always. Um, we're actually, and I'm teaching my clients how to reconnect, how to listen to cons- and for consent again. Beautiful. Right? Like if body is like, eh, I don't want the egg today, you don't use the egg, right? You're learning to listen to the voices and the messages. And this is important because you can listen to the voice and the messages of pussy or your vulva on an everyday basis to decide what to wear tonight, to decide which job or career to go for, Mm -hmm. to which client you want to take on, to how to title a book. This is where we can listen to our body. So if we can learn to listen to her through the jade egg practices, we can take it so much further. So jade egg is a beautiful way for recreating sensitivity, building neurofeedback, strengthening your pelvic floor, increasing your pleasure, activating your turn on. Some women don't feel any turn on anymore because of depending where they're at and age. That is bullshit. It can come back. It is. I know. 60, 70 year old women who are like, I've never been this wet in my life. Like that is bullshit. Them saying that you're going to lose your pleasure, lose your libido. You're not going to be turned on. You're going to dry up and shrivel up. No, no. The society makes us do that. Well, yeah. You don't want a Chrome that's empowered and loving life. I mean, watch out. No, no, that's a very dangerous thing to have as an empowered woman, (laughs) especially an elder. So exactly. So the Jade Egg program is fabulous. It's a six-week self-paced program. So you get different programs, different grounding, nervous system regulation, pleasure practices for yourself that you get to do in the privacy of your own home. And every time I run it live, you get to join for live, like for free. It's part of it. And you get the extra coaching, the extra calls, all the goodness. So it's it's such a good program. It's a practice that I still practice and I have since 2018 and I do weekly, easily or more. I think it's a great feedback loop. You know, if it's something that if, if you're very afraid of your own body, I think it demystifies it because the egg, um, it's a presence that is asexual. It doesn't have, yes. I think sometimes when people are afraid, it's like, well, if I'm not ready to perform, like, it's just about what does your body feel? And you can start to locate because unfortunately, a lot of times women don't know how to locate how they feel in their bodies unless they're engaged with an other or with the distinction of pleasure I'm not against pleasure. If you are afraid though, sometimes it's nice to have something that is just a neural feedback loop. Like if you're a writer and you have a practice, you know, the days that you're on or off or things, the JDAG can actually do the same thing. You can know where you're off of yourself or back. So I, you know, and it's, if you're afraid, I think that this would be a great practice because Kim is so good at the helm of it. So anyway, I just wanted to bring attention to that. You're welcome. There's also an easier piece to the egg. It's like, if you say you're going to go do a pleasure practice, it feels a little bit more, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but if you say you're going to use a jade egg practice, it's a tool that you're like, Hey, I'm just going to do a jade egg practice. It like releases some shame in the beginning. If you're expecting it still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful way that it opens that up. I so love what's it. A, what's a sacred pleasure practice then? Like, and I know you have a membership yeah. and so like, so, you know, 
I'll explain it. Yeah. Sacred pleasure practice could be anything of the above. It could be doing de-armoring. It could be doing a heart opening practice. It could be going into a breast massage for releasing and calling in what you desire. It can be a meditation. It can be a jade egg practice. There's like, it can be part of built in with breath work, with sounding, with using the tantric practices and Taoist practices. I use both. Um, The jade egg itself is more of a Taoist practice. But you, a sacred pleasure practice would be bringing it all in together. Like it doesn't matter what you show up for that day. You're just going to choose a practice. That's why I offer my sacred pleasure membership. It can combine some jade egg stuff if you want it to. Um, you can always use a jade egg through every, any, every and any practice in there. But there's also meditations, rituals, coaching calls, um, different things like that each month where you can get your questions answered and live practices. So they're both amazing. My private clients actually get both for free as bonuses. They're actually mm-hmm. bonuses. Um, the Jade Egg program, just for price point of people are wondering, it's like 444 for paying like one payment or 222. You can pay in two payments. Um, there's also a lower one for three payments, I believe too. I can't remember the price off the top. Um, and then the Sacred Pleasure membership is $44 a month with your first month free. So depends what you want, depends how much you want, how deep you want to go. I love them both. Like I love sure. them both. That would make sense. Like they are just different. They're different. I mean, you could start with your podcast. You have your own podcast, get your yes. sexy back. Get your sexy so, back podcast. You know, if you're working with intention, and I think that's real. I agree with you that there is a sentience in women's womb mm-hmm. that is waiting. Um, but I've also found like a friend, if you haven't talked to, if you don't have a good relationship with a friend and then all of a sudden you call them one day and you're like, I want something from you. They're like, what, what? I haven't heard from you. Wait, why are you calling me asking me for what? Like, why, why? it's like, if you would take that same appraisal for your own womb, it would make the whole process. I think, mm-hmm. um, much more understandable. You're just could be like, you know, Hey, yeah. Sometimes that's just easier, you know, just to acknowledge that I don't really know how to talk to you and you would be surprised. I think all, all of the body can respond to that type of talk of, I haven't been around yeah. and it might sound funny to say that to your own body, but try it and see it's what you deeply, hear back. It's deeply healing, deeply mm-hmm. healing. And yeah, there's so much beauty into a practice. And the thing that many people don't even see is we're bringing in pleasure, which is grounding, which talk? is yes. nervous system regulating, which is soothing our system. It's, it's powerful. If we're what busy, do you mean that it's pleasure is regulating our nervous system? It's literally grounding. So we're, we can be constantly caught in trauma responses, which if you listen to them closely, I can share them in a moment if you want me to. Everybody is in generally a few times a day, if not all day, if they haven't done some work on them. So we have the fight response, mm-hmm. right? So if you're listening to somebody or you read something and you're like, what the fuck? No, that's a trauma response. Like you're activated. You are activated. You are angry. That person pissed you off. You really want to tell her what you want to think, what you do think, right? But if you're not telling her what you think, it's because you're flighting a little bit. The second response, right? You are, you are um, running away. Maybe you're mad with your partner and you're like, I'm out of here. I got to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. family member, Hey, it's, you know, holidays right now. This will be coming out later in the new year, but still you can maybe look back at your holidays of who you For avoided. Sure. Yes. Right. And you're hiding from, and then we have the, um, fight, flight, flee, 
please also the hiding depending what we're doing i oh, know fight flight flee. freeze thank you there we go flee would be part of the flight right freeze which is when somebody says something to you and you literally freeze yep. so maybe it's your aunt who she's like oh you've put on a few pounds this year right and you go and you're stunned oh. yeah cold yeah maybe it's your pervy uncle who like brushes by you and you're like Ugh. right and we freeze yep we freeze. It can be um, out of the grocery store. Somebody starts to yell at you or scream at you because you're driving a way that they don't approve of. And you're like, ah, like, what do I say? You're freezing, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, the last one, which is a, a newer one, would be fawn, which would be people pleasing. Mm-hmm. So you're appeasing to make people happy or you're doing tons of stuff to make people happy. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, let me do that for you. Oh, let me do that for you. Hey, do you mind going and picking up this, 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 and this? You're like, no, but you're like, yeah, absolutely. No problem. (laughs) Right. Right. Would be the fawning. So many of us get caught in these cycles. So would you say that you're, you have that response, you know, and even if we're doing the work that's going to happen, like you said, like you're, that's, that's part of our human aperture. And then we can either lock it into our system or an alternative would be to have a pleasure practice. Is that what you're saying? More one, it's not, it's not a dichotomy. I set that up as a a dichotomy. There you go. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times these things happen to us as a young child, as a teenager, and we did lock them into our system. They are locked into our body. They are frozen. And we keep repeating these patterns over and over and over. And they end up keeping us stuck. They end up keeping us from not doing what we want to do. They end up keeping us from hiding, from being small, all of these things. So when we can ground and regulate our nervous system, Mm -hmm. we start to feel safe. We cultivate this safety. We cultivate this trust. We can start speaking our truth. We might get activated again, but we're like, no, I got this. And we can start regrounding and pleasure and pleasure practices, especially trauma-informed pleasure practices, which all Mm -hmm. of mine are, starts with regulating and grounding and consent. You're building this this safety and this trust and you're cultivating it and you're learning to hold your nervous system while expanding. So then you can go out into the real world and do the things that you want to do. All of a sudden you find yourself speaking up. You're calling them out on their stuff. You're saying, hey, I don't feel aligned with this. Not for a fight, but for a no, this doesn't serve me. You're creating boundaries. All of these beautiful things. That's gorgeously said because that self-possession and that embodiment starts to actually ripple out into your field. And so that's Mm -hmm. why, you know, you can hear things about get your sexy back and the word pussy in it. That's something that's not comfortable for you can be sort of shocking. But on the other side of that is just emanating your, your unapologetic power, right? To use Mm -hmm. your own words, you know, Mm -hmm. that work starts to thread into your field. So as much as that trauma has threaded, the integration can be, yes, that happened to me, but that, but in this present um, moment we are we're moving through the world differently and that's really what that work can do it's not that you can undo the past but you can molecularly alter the present I know that sounds crazy but these yes. practices Taoist and tantric practices they're they're not just about the body they they really aren't they're nope. they're about what the body is a gateway to so I appreciate mm-hmm. um your articulation and the avenues that you give, even in this podcast, you know, you might, this might be something that you're like, you know, I'm just going to get on Kim's newsletter. I'm not sure. You know, you might have to be like a full yes, or you might just be practicing the idea of contemplation and moving forward into what would that be like for me? And what if this isn't crazy, you know, or I, I just think this type of work in these conversations send out ripples, you know, and that this is what we need more now than ever is is the reclamation of body for everyone. Mm. But in this 
you know, container and for my own work, I think, you know, I am a woman, <laughs> woman. So that is, and that is the field that seems to be everyone has an opinion on, but no one really has the time to understand. <laughs> mm, so true. It's up to us. It is. We need to stop and take care of ourselves and come home in our bodies because that allows us to live that present, connected, alive, turned on in essence, juicy life that feels good, that makes us happy. Thank you for yeah. taking the time to share your brilliance with us and Thank educating you. us and, and bringing your story into this world, you know, so unapologetically and sharing it on the podcast and being flexible with me personally. I appreciate it. And if you're interested to learn more about Kim or her programs, you would go to getyoursexyback.ca. And yes, your for Canada. Think of that because yeah. <laughs> I am <laughs> in Canada. And your podcast is on all the platforms, get your sexy back, right? So wherever you enjoy, and it is good podcast etiquette to leave a little five-star, you know, share it with a friend. That's always a good way to, because one, yes, it helps the creator. But the other thing is, is in a world of frequency with so much information, we also need to empower what we want to be hearing more of. And I mean, Mm -hmm. that actually as a practice, you know, we're getting deluged. So instead of having a response or pushing away, I just try to quietly make the choices of what I would like more in my field. And you can do it in in small and very large ways, honestly. I love that. And in my field, the sexuality and empowerment, not everybody wants to say they love it, mm-hmm. but in a five-star review, you there's, it's anonymous. See? Or four-star, it doesn't matter. It's anonymous. So this is a place where you can, I love that. Speak out for what you want more of. Thanks for your time and your expertise and your, and your care, Kim. I can hear that in your voice that you care about those that receive the work that you do. And that that's, that's a gift in and of itself. Thank you. Really, really honored to be here. Thank you for tuning into the Rebirth Podcast. If you enjoy these stories and ingesting inspiration because you understand that what you bring into your field magnifies your field, go on over to Amazon and click on Rebirth, the book, and bring it into your home and share it with your community.